Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I am your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping Season 4, Episode 13, titled Bark at the Moon. But before that, we will get into some trivia for Terry. All right, I have three questions this week. First one, who is Manny's favorite superhero? Was it Superman? Oh, girl, it's Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, that makes sense. Yes, I just remembered. I I think she asked if they count or something. I would do the same thing. I'm over here think like only thinking of the fact that she said Jessica Simpson's her favorite artist. I feel like I asked that as a trivia question, or we've definitely talked about it before, so I knew I couldn't use that again. That's funny. Okay. What well, is Chester's favorite movie? Oh my goodness. I have no clue. Is there a D in it somewhere? <laughs> Donnie Darko. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Why doesn't Manny want to be matched with Danny? She used to babysit him. Yes. All right. 33.3333333333%. That's work. hilarious. I was wondering their age difference. So she used to babysit him. Like, what? Yeah. I, I don't think that makes sense. Right. Like, did y'all used to have play dates? I don't think you babysat him if y'all are, like, two years apart. Right. That's funny. Well, the funny thing about this is, is for the, for Terry's tidbits, I was going to do, like, have us fill out the little questionnaire of, like, who your favorite superhero was, your favorite movie. And then I was trying to see what the last question was, and the screenshot wasn't showing me it. Let me see. Let's see. Please don't start playing. Okay. Oh. I think I just muted myself for a second. No, you're still there. Okay. Well, I still hear you. Ah, okay. Let me see if I can pull this question up really quick. Questionnaire. It says, well, favorite superhero, obviously. Do you have a favorite superhero off the top of your head? Catwoman. Is she even a superwoman? Or is- I would. You know what? Actually, I'm a less a lie. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. And I say this, I just want to be clear. My favorite part of like the one, I don't know, does Wonder Woman have more than one movie? You know, she had another movie, but I feel like it was set back further than the first movie. My favorite thing about like the one Wonder Woman movie that I've seen um, was that they lived in a remote place where there were only women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want that life. So Yeah. Because they Wonder had Woman. it figured out. They were willing to help each other, too, to figure it out. Right. That's funny. My favorite superhero is Wonder Woman by default. Um, yeah. Just because I, like, had a realization at one point in high school that um, we had similar initials. So I, like, started to stand her. But then the movie came out, and the movie was actually really good. And I hate superhero movies. But the fact that, again, she was with all women and she was a bad bitch. Favorite superhero. Right. I stand a bad bitch. Right. Favorite movie. Oh, God. 
I never know the answer to this question, so I always just say the never-ending story. I feel like my default answer is Mean Girls. And I feel like if you were to ask me my favorite movie in, like, the 6th through, like, 12th grade, it would be that. It still is. It's a top-notch movie. But I'm That's sure I have... That's also my default. Yes. Like, it's so Bitch, good. Are we going to be matched? Because, <laughs> really, Wonder Woman and Mean Girls... <laughs> This is so funny, and this isn't planned at all. Like, I literally just pulled up this questionnaire for us to do, but look at us matching. And then right? literally the next question is just name of boy slash girlfriend, which is a weird question. Mm, no. Leave blanket <laughs> single. Yeah, none of that single. matters. Um, <laughs> but I guess we would literally have been at the dance together if we were at Degrassi. And again, this wasn't planned, so that's really funny. <laughs> I support that motion. I'm here for it. All right, any tidbits this week? Nothing else? Uh, no, we can just hop into this problematic episode. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with our B-plot, as you do. Paige is being a damn creep about Mr. Oleander, but I guess Mr. Oleander is also a creep, so he's a creep about her, too. Marco is talking Paige's ear off because they were summoned to the principal's office, and I actually had to watch this scene twice with the subtitles to realize what Paige <laughs> says to Marco. He's really stressed out about whether they're in trouble and if this will cost him a spot on this, his school of choice. Paige told Marco it will cost him a hand-shaped welt if he doesn't <laughs> calm down. And I cackled to myself. I did catch that. That's funny. I was like, she said she's going to slap your ass. And that was a really creative way about saying that. What did he think they were going to get in trouble for, though? Exactly. Marco just be anxious, okay? <laughs> Because what did you do, Marco? Right? What has Marco ever... He's always, like, the kind friend who's there for people um, when they don't deserve it. Right. Yes. And he was reading people this episode. People he wasn't even really close friends with. So he's a Right. Somehow Paige pressures Manny to swap places with her so that Paige can continue stalking after Mr. Oleander. Paige gives Mr. O some feedback on his 8x10 piece of paper that he is taking a really long time to tape to the wall. I'm just waiting for her. So this is how you know this man is stupid because he can't even adhere (laughs) some paper to the wall. (sighs) Paige admits that she was a super dork for showing up to the bar the previous night or whenever that was. And he calls her a dork with a lot of guts and a good fake ID. Sir, why are Mm -hmm. you encouraging this? In front of the classroom, like, what, I feel like one thing we're going to realize rewatching it this time is that they were never low. Like- right. <laughs> they deserve everything they had coming to them because there was absolutely zero stealth. Yeah. And I, and I highlight this. I'm going to, we're going to get there. Because Good. so, um, Mr. O shares that he and Charlie broke up, but not because of quote unquote us, but like. Not that there isn't us. He's like stumbling over his words. and ugh. <sighs> She probably broke up with his ass because he a creep. Mm-hmm. Charlie knew. So he's been broken up with Charlie for about 12 hours. And Paige decides, <laughs> I'm going to shoot my shot. I am trying to figure out how Mr. Simpson saw this interaction and didn't get icky. But he does call attention to Paige, interrupting her romantic proposition. Casual. Paige- Paige goes to yoga with Marco and she's calling Mr. Oleander a big fat baby for refusing to take the first step. Marco does not support this. And he reminds her that this is a grown man and a teacher. But Paige is like, you should be on my side because you're dating Dillo, Dylan. And I don't think 
what is Dylan a sophomore at this point? So Marker is a junior. So like what? They were a freshman senior combo. Is that mm-hmm. how this worked out? Either way, I feel like Mr. Oleander is still older because I'm. I think they do their student teaching their senior year of high of college. I mean, maybe mm. it's different in Canada, but he's student teaching, and so. Yeah, Dylan was never a teacher or, like, you know, like, a figure outside. Like, they knew each other as friends and then as peers because they went to the same high school together. Mm-hmm. I was trying to Google this really quickly, and I'm just not going to get it. So we're going to have to move on and Google this at our leisure. Anyway, somehow Paige convinces Marco to be on her side and... But sadly for Paige, Miss Kwan has taken over Mr. O's yoga class. How does she have time for anything else? Yeah, they're like, Mr. O's too busy. <laughs> Ma'am, aren't you? <laughs> I have questions. I talk about it later in the next plot, but basically Paige rigs the dance system so she gets matched with Mr. Oleander, and he's visibly embarrassed by how open she's being, which he should be, because she's being really obvious and not, like, low-key at all. The fact that she... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, say it. I was going to say, the fact that she printed a photo of him is just, like, evidence. Why would you do that? So many questions of, like, where is the adult in charge? Which we have asked (laughs) again and again and again, right? (laughs) (sighs) So now it's the next scene. The next thing we see on the show, Matt is yelling at Paige for acting a certain way, and they're in a bit of an argument. What you don't see is the deleted scene where Paige was intentionally dancing really sexily on Marco, who was gay and everybody knows, during the dance as a means to get Mr. O's attention. I do want to say, do you know that TikTok sound of, like, the clogs on the floor? Yes. (laughs) So when you watch the deleted scenes, they are, like, it feels like raw footage. And Mm -hmm. so she's, like, dancing on Marco, but there's no music whatsoever happening in the scene. And it reminds me of that clogs on floor TikTok sound by like how it looks and how it sounds. That's funny. Honestly, it might make that TikTok. But anyway, <laughs> back to Paige and Mr. O. He's yelling at her. There's the deleted scene. She tries to make him jealous. Paige tells Mr. O that he needs to stop acting like a jealous boyfriend. You either like me or you don't. Mr. O responds by leaning in to kiss Paige, which is then <sighs> seen by Manny. I want to know why Mr. O didn't take this as a sign to move on before he lost Mm -hmm. his job. But here we are. Paige chases after him, who we are now just going to call Matt, whatever. And they meet maybe 100 feet from the school where you can still (laughs) see the school doors. And they share a passionate (laughs) kiss, which evidently nobody sees. There's no way. There's no way. They agree that they're going to behave at Degrassi, but hang out outside of school. Gross. Mm-mm. You ready for our plot, eh? Yes. <laughs> In case you hadn't realized it, Manny and Spinner are not yet official. In the opening scene, we see Manny at the dock in a pink polo with matching pink hat waiting at the counter while Spinner serves tables. Manny and Spinner, or Sticks, flirt mildly and then they share a kiss. When Manny refers to Spinner as her friend... Spinner seems to be confused. You girlfriend, me boyfriend. You make me bathe daily, me make you go camping. 
Every day, Spinner reminds us that he smells. We told y'all in season one. It's a look. He got that look about him. You trying to tell me he didn't bathe daily before he got a girlfriend? Probably not even when he did. I was just about to say, I think this is new. (laughs) We know he looked dirty when he started thinking that he was in charge of his relationship with Paige. He looked dirty then. Manny hesitates because Spinner be musty. We next see Manny giving a tour to some random boy named Chester. I thought at first that we don't see this man again, but as someone who has now finished season two because I don't be doing work at work, we do actually see him again, but we're not there yet. Manny sees Craig on the tour and she goes out of her way to introduce Craig and Chester. My girl. I also want to say that I just don't like the name Chester. It. Like, automatically in my head, I hear Chester the Molester, but that's Matt Oleander, so I should hear Matt the Molester. Wow. Honestly, though, they should have named him Chester just for that. Right. Exactly. Anyway, Craig wants to talk to Manny, but she tries to avoid it, but then we wouldn't get this amazing treat of a terrible apology if she did. Made a lot of mistakes since coming here, but you were probably the biggest. I hate him. (laughs) I literally hate him. Did you even think about that sentence before you said it? You know what I like, mean? Like, <laughs> At some point in time, I think Craig says a comment about how something is the best decision since, oh, I've never had any good decisions. And that's such an accurate statement. I'm glad he has the introspection. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused about why it took him this long to even apologize. Like for all that, you just didn't have to say anything. But then he tries to walk it back and tells Manny, if I could go back in time, I would erase knowing you. Girl, just stop talking. Stop talking. Go this... see Miss Sauve and right. leave Manny the hell alone. Right, because we know that he just got out of a hospital and all that stuff. Um, but this is like the one, I was trying to figure out why this scene was in here. Because it's like, why the hell is Craig apologizing years later at this point? But it's literally like, oh, yeah, that's right. Manny, this was Manny's like traumatic relationship. Um, so you can tell that like moving forward, the things that we see are because she was affected by Craig. So like they bring Craig back up to be like, oh, yep, this is why Manny is like this, this episode. Mm, you're absolutely right. With that fresh in your memory, Manny storms away. She's waiting at the principal with Marco after she was swindled in the last or first plot. And Mr. Raditz shares that he's no longer the principal. Rest in peace to an era, because Mr. Raditz has been at Degrassi since, what, the 80s? So long. Surprise! Guess who's the new principal? Miss Hot Salakos. Her hair looks awful. I made the same note, and I was like, Paige's hair looked awful in that opening scene, too. The layers were really terrible. Whoever was doing the layers on set, they didn't have it right. <laughs> okay, but so, but if you recall, these... They're in charge of their own hair. <gasps> they Remember? Are. So it's like, these are just how these kids were wearing <laughs> their hair. Oh, so layers were, well, yeah, it was the early 2000s. So layers were in and they both right? tried different people. <laughs> it still looks bad. So bad. Like, we could not. Mm. Mm. Anyway, sorry, girls. <laughs> Miss Hatsalaka wants to bring back school spirit. She plans to greenlight the project for the play. But for Marco and Manny, she has different plans. Her plans are actually that she has none. All she does is (laughs) ask them for more great ideas. She needs them. Manny tells Emma all about this and Emma's like, cool, but she doesn't really seem into it. Manny begs Emma for help, but Emma brushes her off. I'm sure you'll think of something. 
I kind of thought it came off as Emma snubbing Manny, but I was wondering if you think this is an early warning sign that Emma still isn't really coping that well, because why else wouldn't she help Manny? Yeah, you know, what? I that's a really good point, because I was wondering why she wouldn't jump to it, considering that. She also wasn't on the best terms with everyone. Like, she hasn't had, like, a solid group of friends recently. Mm-hmm. So I would think she would jump at the chance, too. But I didn't even consider the fact that she was, like, still reeling from the aftermath of that shooting. Right. And this is after Secrets, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it? No, that's the next no. episode. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My bad. We haven't well. seen her since uh, Back in Black, really. Yeah, so a little foreshadowing for our next episode, which is a favorite of mine, as you guys may know. And I think it was a favorite of Mr. Radich, who was featured on our 10.5 episode. That's funny. But yes. Less episode, about, yes. <laughs> right. Less about secrets, more about this episode here and in front of us. Um, just when Manny is getting over her snub from Emma, Spinner shows up with La La Land from Fluffy Fluff Collection. And in the moment, I'm wondering, is this a reference to Manny's first date with Craig? I return to the episode, season two, episode 10, where Manny tells Craig that the horse he won her in some little carnival game is, let me run that clip. Oh, this is the best. It's so cute. His name is Wardy Horse. I've already got Biggie Big and Lemmy Lamb, you know, the fluffy fluff collection. Well, hi, I'm Lala Lama from Fluffy Fluff Collection. Oh, it's so cute. Spinner pushes the relationship ask again, but Mandy doesn't know why they need to make it official. And then she avoids a question. But I want to give Spinner his flowers because I think she was really into it. Mm-hmm. That attention I, to detail. <laughs> right? So I, I actually included, I with you, I just said the first quote from season two, but I'm going to include the quote from season four wherever the hell season we're in where she actually says oh it's so cute in a very similar way to how she responded to Craig. Mm. so she's clearly yeah. still really into lammy lamb and fluffy fluff it's a little funny that they did this again and spinner's for it he does he's not bothered mm-hmm. by the fact he doesn't think she's a little kid right like craig did right right yeah that's because spinner is probably more childish in the sense um, of where he's at in his life whereas well, if Craig you re- recall in season 2 when Marco barged in needing help for clothes Spinner was sitting at his desk playing with action figures yes yep so they're definitely on that same level for sure whereas Craig was trying to be an artist and be so serious at like the age of 12 probably mm-hmm. so that's funny that makes sense Manny and Marco are brainstorming ideas when Chester appears out of thin air to suggest the idea of a dance with assigned dates for icebreaking purposes. Chester tells Manny that she can use the idea if she wants, but it will cost her a dance. Chester is showing Manny the ropes of the computer program and they're both laying the flirting on thick. They're the only two in the program while they're experimenting and would you look at that? The program finds them to be compatible. Unfortunately for Manny, Spinner shows up to interrupt her game. Damn. I am also trying to figure out why the students are planning the entire dance. Is this, like, I don't think this is ever how it worked in my school. Yeah, and on such short notice, too, because it seems like this is the beginning of the week, and by the end of the week, they have a computer program to set everybody up. Everyone has magically put their names into the system. Like, 
They, have. they really yeah. just gave them free reign ever since Radage left. And then to, well, I guess we go into him talking a little bit later, so I could say that later. But yeah, I don't know how they were able to plan a dance so fast. It usually takes months. Questions that need answers. Manny reassures Spinner that she'll dance with him the entire dance, but Spinner works the following night. Manny now uses this as, as an excuse to become angry mm-hmm. with Spinner, suddenly referring to Spinner as his, her boyfriend. She's like, my own boyfriend can't make it to the dance that I planned with 48 hours notice. You just you just told Chester that you didn't have a boyfriend in the last scene. When it's convenient for her, she is literally like manipulating Spinner to be like, oh, actually, that's the reason I'm mad at you now. We don't need to be boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> right. She then throws a bunch of unrelated things at Spinner as an excuse to avoid commitment. She equates his commitment to a dance, to his commitment to her. If you can't commit to a dance with me, then you can't commit to a relationship. What? You just asked him about the dance two minutes ago. <laughs> and y'all know I love my girl Manny, but absolutely not. Um, no. Unfortunately for Manny, once other students enter the computer app, she finds herself matched with Danny Van Zant, as we said earlier. <laughs> I want to know how Mr. O even got into the app. I mean, I guess we know how Paige rigged the system, but... Uh, mm-hmm. But that's what I'm saying. It. Because it's literally like, if anyone else stumbled upon that, this ship would have been sailed. You know what I mean? Someone would have been like, the rumors would have been swirling already. So how did y'all do that? Exactly. Where are we? Manny also tried to rig the system, but unfortunately, Marco isn't here to let Manny hurt his best friend's feelings. So I guess he allows Mr. Oleander to get rigged into the system, but not for Manny to get with somebody, but that's not better. That's where Marco draws his line. (laughs) Manny stays matched with Danny, and she is pissed. We see the beginning of her eventual kind of on, on and off rivalry with Darcy, because Darcy gets matched with Chester and she gives Manny a huge stink eye when she approaches them. Ma'am, this is a school dance and a random match assignment. This is not your man. Right. This is not your husband. Um, I think the funny thing, too, is that Darcy and Chester look alike. Like, they have yeah. similar Girl, haircuts. they did. Because they did. <laughs> That's Chester why they got matched. Pick- Chester picks dancing with Manny over his dance with Darcy and she storms away, offended. Manny and Chester share a romantic dance, and we next see her presumably waiting for Chester to return from somewhere, I don't know, drinks. Much to Manny's surprise, Spinner shows up. Manny is visibly disappointed to see Spinner. He hits her with a really cheesy line, but Spinner lets Manny know that he is all in. He has a genuine reason to want her to be his girlfriend. They have fun, she makes him happy, and he can't imagine it any other way. Manny still got excuses, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Just when things are getting hot and angry, Chester shows up with a drink for Manny and Spinner is visibly hurt and he kind of walks away. In the next scene, we see Manny dancing erratically with Chester. <laughs> I thought Manny was joking. I did too. Didn't you? Mm-hmm. Because what is happening here? And I think I read somewhere on Reddit, like, she was dead ass. I didn't realize that she was being dead ass at this point when I've, I've watched it so many times until I read Reddit. And I was like, no, like, this is how she dances. Um, <laughs> she was really, le- like, leaning into the silly dancing. People are noticing and they're laughing and Chester is so embarrassed. He apologizes later to Manny for being embarrassed by her dancing. And he tries to kiss Manny, but then Manny realizes that doesn't make sense for her. She apologizes and tells Chester that she has a boyfriend. And now he's mad. But, like, okay. 
Manny finds Spinner outside the dot and essentially apologizes. She explains that Craig hurt her feelings and therefore she's not comfortable being vulnerable with a new person. She wants for Spinner to commit to her and promise that he won't hurt her the same way Craig hurt her. Spinner promises and the episode closes and I guess they're together for now. I need them to be so for real. Like BFFR. There's just no way that you are promising someone that in high school. Like that doesn't make sense. I mean, that's like Ashley promising to Craig that she's going to be there for him. And I I guess, what is this? Episode 13. Mm -hmm. And mm, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more episodes. And we'll see if Ashley picks Craig. Mm, yeah, this episode was funny because it just seems like everyone was in La La Land. Like none of nothing was adding up for me. Like everyone was doing weird things. I guess my moral here is that if you hook up with a teacher, be a little bit more discreet. Hmm. Say that it's louder. Probably, it's probably not what they wanted us to know. Um, also, don't hook up with the teacher. If right. The trying to hook up with you, he's nasty. That's yes. re- that's the truth. The truth is that any grown man trying to get with a child is nasty because the women his age, such as Charlie, mm-hmm. don't want to be with them. Yes, they know what's up. They know what's up with them. Which is exactly what Marcus Houston said. Marcus Houston was like, well, the women my age, they, you know, they're, I, he didn't say like, oh, they're mature. He said some other disparaging comments, but that was basically like they've lived lives. And mm-hmm. I like to get my young girls because they don't know no better, basically. And that's why older men get with younger girls. It's not because you're cute. I promise you it's not. I mean, you yeah. are cute. But it's also because you're cute and adorable like a puppy and they know they can take advantage of that. So don't yes. give older men their gross. It's a manipulation tactic, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, the moral I pulled from it is like, I think what they were trying to go for is that like, like being open to new beginnings. Like Mr. O was very like hesitant. Manny was very hesitant. Um, but they really should have just let Mr. O say no. Um, so that's not cute. And honestly, everyone really could have benefited from going the opposite route this episode. Like, I understand Manny's hesitation because, again, she came from a traumatic relationship. She don't want to deal with any of that or or she's scared to, like, end up in the same situation. Um, but I think for all that, she really could just be by herself. Like, they just started talking and liking each other, like, two days ago. I don't know that they need to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm. But yeah. I agree. I agree. I mean, she was right. You know, they could... I don't know. I guess... Where were they together? Was that Voices Carrie? No, that wasn't... I'm trying to think. Yeah, you're absolutely right. These episodes really blend in. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely naming the episode Just Say No to Mr. O, though. Yeah, absolutely. That was some words of wisdom. Way better than the advice that Caitlin Ryan gives. <laughs> thank god they didn't ask her her opinion because everyone would have she would have said you should go for it you should make it public (laughs) if he really loves you he'll quit his job for you girl Mm -hmm. you got this grown man baby you got to take care of which makes no sense gross you're a high schooler gross did we miss anything I think the only thing that we didn't talk about, and it's fine because it didn't really matter, but, like, why did they let Mr. Radage transfer schools? Like, I just feel like he doesn't need to be an educator anymore. 
Is that what they did? Yeah, Girl, they did yes. That. They're sending him right to another school so he can do the same thing. That makes no sense to me. My question is, where did they transfer Mr. Radish to and why couldn't Rick or Spinner have gone? Right. There? Why did they have to blend Degrassi with that other school if they had another school to send him to? What's that other school? The school, um, Lake... It's not Lakeshore. Lakehurst. Mm-hmm. Be interested in... I mean, like, the for continuity purposes, it would have been great if he threw him over there, but yeah, Whatever. Yeah, I just thought that that was funny that they gave him, like, a whole going away thing when, like, the reason you're leaving is because you failed to do your job Protect properly. the students. Yes, like, that's okay. one of the jobs you have. Uh, but go off. Um, and now we got Miss H, so that's interesting. So do they not have a science teacher anymore? Like what? She's probably principal. She is probably principal and science teacher. Yeah, that's true. No, actually, don't they get Miss O? Which is interesting because Mr. O and Miss O are both fucking predators. Who is Miss O? Miss Miss O is a teacher who I believe teaches science and ends up kind of hooking up with the student the minute they graduate, perhaps <gasps> before. And it's like Mm-mm. really low key flirty with that <gasps> student, and it's super gross. So and yeah, I see. So her. just say no to Mister and Miss O. Wow, is that a, like a continuity thing on their end on Degrassi's end? But I feel like you know they talked about this Mister O storyline, and he does get called out from a couple of people for being a predator. I don't think they ever call Miss O what she was. And I could see that being the double standard because she's a woman, right? And God, and female teachers be hooking up with their students all the time. They're so, so nasty. Often. I think they're so all. I think often. anyone who hooks up with the student is nasty. Like yes. gross. Ew. Yeah, there are so many. No, but that's so true. There are so many stories in the news where it's like a woman teacher, though, which is just stuff you wouldn't imagine. Ugh, gross. Like just thinking about it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, literally, don't do any of this. <laughs> if there's one thing you can learn from Degrassi this episode, is don't do what these people are doing. <laughs> A wise man once said, no, don't do it. Please don't do it. Because one of us goes in and we all go through it. I mean, if there ain't a Drake line for everything, right? I know that's right. That part right there. All right. Um, Next on Degrassi. Still recovering from the shooting and with Sean gone. They preface every recap with that line. And I understand. It was like six episodes ago. But still. Anyway, and with Sean gone, Emma is in trouble. But she plays it off as fine and starts hanging out with Jay. Meanwhile, with the discovery of Craig's bipolar disorder, Ashley tries to get him help from a support group where he runs into Ellie. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend. To hold you over between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username below the dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back this time next week, whatever it takes. <laughs>